0: Hello and welcome to the Commander Theory Podcast. I'm Nick Beatman and I'm here with my friend, Zach
1: Mack. Well, hello everybody.
0: So today we are doing another episode on Historic Brawl. And we're going to be specifically discussing some of the best tribal decks in the format. Historic Brawl does have a relatively limited card pool, but even within that there's been some good uh, tribal commanders printed within the last few years. We've got a couple more coming out in Zendikar Rising. And I just wanted to focus on some of these that actually do have the depth of card pool in order to work in this format. But before we jump in, I want to briefly talk about our Patreon. If you head on over to patreon.com commandertheory commander theory, you can support the show and get sweet benefits for as little as $1 a month. If you aren't ready to be a patron yet, you can help us out by rating or reviewing us on Apple podcasts or Stitcher. Okay, with that, let's jump right in. Um, I want to start with an honorable mention this is for kumena tyrant of araska and uh as you might guess this is a tribal merfolk list yeah
1: can i read off kumena real quick sure yeah so kumena uh you might remember is a two four merfolk shaman for one green blue they have tap another untapped merfolk you control kumena tyrant of araska can't be blocked this turn tap three untapped merfolk you control draw a card and tap five untap merfolk you control put a plus one plus one counter on each merfolk you control
0: let's talk a bit about the the pros and cons in this list so a couple things in its favor green and blue are both naturally very strong colors in this format green has good ramp uh blue has great efficient answers in the form of counter spells oh my god yes yes another important thing is this is going to be a go wide deck you want to have multiple merfolk on the board and reconnaissance mission and coastal piracy and seafloor oracle are all legal in uh, historic brawl so you can really easily recoup your hand back i think the thing that limits this deck is that there is not a lot of merfolk token generation there's a handful of cards but it is tricky to go wide because you really do have to commit a lot of cards to the board and so you can get wiped out by a board wipe if you don't have a counterspell up
1: it's pretty low to the ground like a lot of the merfolk that you're running are like two and three mana kumena's three mana um if you can start drawing cards off of your merfolk doesn't really matter if like people take care of them because you've kind of recouped your hand so like once it gets going it seems like the kind of deck that like is hard to lose gas it, it seems like this list doesn't lose steam very easily
0: yeah i think the the main things keeping it back is just a lot of your Murpho don't have a like aren't necessarily individually powerful cards yeah they don't do a lot like a kumenez speaker is a one cost two two that's not the most impactful yeah so if your opponents are running like a more good stuffy list where just each card is individually very powerful, they can sometimes overwhelm you.
1: but do you want to get into the the list right now? Sure the, the, the top five
0: So number five on our list is Kudro, General Kudro. Uh, it is a black-white human list, and I'm just gonna read him off for those who don't remember all the way back to Uh This is one white-black for a 3-3 human soldier. Other humans you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever it or another human enters the battlefield under your control, exile target card from an opponent's graveyard, and you can pay two and sacrifice two humans to destroy target creature with power four or greater. So things I like about this list Really, it's in the best colors for removal. It's got some really efficient answers. Humans, because they're in almost every set, there yeah. are just so many good utility humans available in this format. You know, if you saw this list of creatures, you'd just be like, oh, these kind of black, white, good stuff before you realize that they're all humans. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're like, oh, oh that is a human.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, it's also nice that when your humans aren't good, when your opponent has a lot of big creatures to block your tokens, your general gives you an op- a way to convert your bad tokens into removal spells. Weaknesses of the deck. You don't have a way to interact with the stack. You don't really have access to ramp, so you're just kind of trapped in this like one, two, three curve. I wish there was like a little bit more human token generation there are some real bangers like you've got reverent hoplite and elspeth sun's nemesis to pump out some guys but i think there needs to be a few more i'd really like to just make it easier to dump a h- bunch of guys on the board cast Kudro, swing for you know Elvin however Rich. much times two
1: yeah one of the things i like about this is kind of you're saying you're stuck in that curve but one of the things about it is like you can get them back pretty easily And like so, like Isareth the awakeners I probably wouldn't play Isareth anywhere in Commander, like the rate's too inefficient. But the fact that she's a three drop, she's a human, she has death touch, she like hits really hard, but also like is getting you this value over time, like being able to like play Isareth and get back your like play crafter whatever. Like that's that's actually pretty big game for Brawl. (laughs) That's pretty rad.
0: All right, number four on our list is Omnath Locus of the Royal so it is an elemental tribal list and Omnath Locus of the Royal is one green blue red for a 3-3 legendary elemental when it enters the battlefield it deals damage to any target equal to the number of elementals you control whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control put a plus one plus one counter on target elemental you control if you control eight or more lands draw a card so the elemental count in this deck is actually relatively low um, it's got 13 creatures plus some elemental token generators. And it's. I think its strength is that it doesn't have to rely on the elemental synergies. Like the elemental synergies aren't the strongest part of Omnath the card. It's more like landfall, buff my guys, potentially draw a card that really matters on him. So you don't have to really invest a ton of guys into the board to make this deck good it's got access to a ton of really good ramp options not only does it have like the classic green ramp stuff explore growth spiral that kind of thing but there's also some like elemental specific ramp that works really well chandra's Embercat cat taps for a red that you can only spend on elementals there are things like risen reef or leafkin druid that are elementals that can put some extra mana in your pool so It has that ramp element. It has efficient blue answers to spells. And it's just kind of like a good stuff deck with a a tribal sub theme. But I think that makes it a really strong option. And so it's harder to disrupt you than a a pure synergy list.
1: Mm -hmm. I think this is cool. What's like been your favorite card out of this list so far? Is there a card in this list that you draw and you're like, oh, yes.
0: Uh, Scampering Scorcher has really overperformed for me. Yeah, heck yeah. So this is the the three and a red for a 1-1 elemental that when it enters the battlefield, you make two 1-1 red elemental tokens, and your elementals gain haste until end of turn. There are a lot of pump spells in this deck, a lot of tribal pump, so it's really easy to just turn that into a lethal force. You've got so many things that'll buff your guys. All right, uh, moving on to the next list. It is Unesh, and this is where we start getting to the really spicy stuff. This is the list that made me want to do... Uh, or this is the, the deck that made me want to do this top five list. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, Unesh, Cryo, Sphinx, Sovereign, recently released in Amenket Remastered. It's four blue-blue for a 4-4 Legendary Sphinx with flying. Sphinx spells you cast cost two less to cast. When Unesh or another Sphinx enters the battlefield under your control, reveal the top four cards of your library. An opponent separates those cards into two piles. Put one pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. This deck has one vulnerability, and that's that it kind of needs to untap with Unesh. Yeah, (laughs) But if you can do that, then it's really, really easy to win. And in part, that's because you don't need to be totally reliant on other Sphinxes. There are some ways you can get around it. So, I mean, Sphinxes, they are an iconic creature type. They tend to be really expensive. So, you can't fill your deck with like six and seven drop sphinxes and expect to really perform well. But there are a number of cheap ones, and there are also like some really efficient clone effects. There's also really efficient blink effects like Essence Flux or uh, Siren's Ruse. Like, getting a blink on Unesh is just as good as casting another sphinx, really, Mm because you don't tend to win via combat damage. This is a 60 card deck you're milling cards four at a time and really i found that it's way more efficient to win off of Thassa's oracle than it is to try to just beat down with your sphinxes
1: mm-hmm. i guess bruvak is in the format bruvak might become oh no bruvak mills everyone else though so this is like as far as like Thassa's oracle this is probably the best Thassa's oracle list you can think of right now uh, would you would you say that 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 might be true or do you think that there's a commander that kind of can use because it seems pretty good because most of the time it's going to be digging for more than two so you don't even have to like all the way have milled yourself
0: i i think this is i think this is one of the best um the only other one i can think of that really works well as a no this is probably the best oracle list you're right um because once it gets going once you untap with unesh and it's like pay one or two mana to dig yeah four four cards deep it's very and of course like also after you untap with unesh you can just hold counter magic up for the rest of the game mm-hmm. to prevent him from disrupting you so uh yeah i think it's the best Thassa's oracle list i definitely before i put Thassa's oracle in there i definitely milled myself out just to see how hard my deck could go on yeah. multiple occasions
1: and it turned out it was a lot yeah <laughs> yeah and also just like a lot of the sphinxes that you do end up running even especially like the cheap ones like Give you some form of value on entering, like maybe it's it's a cheap four mana Sphinx that you just scry to or something like that. But um, I think that's good enough. Sometimes, like being able to dig four deep and then get what you need, know, knowing you're going to get something gas out of the next Sphinx or the next Blink, like seems powerful.
0: Oh yeah, this deck is running mm, about twenty Sphinxes slash clones slash Blink effects, um, and when you're digging four cards, that's more than enough that you're pretty much guaranteed. Every trigger, every trigger off of Unesh is going to get you something else that will trigger Unesh.
1: Yes, seems very cool. Actually, I really like that.
0: All right, the number two list uh, is Marwyn the Nurturer. So this is a Tribal Elf deck. It is two in a green for a one-one Legendary Elf Druid. Another another Elf enters the battlefield under your control. Put a plus one plus one counter on Marwyn the Nurturer, and she can tap to add an amount of G equal to Marwyn's power. So one great thing about this list is that none of your elves are really bad.
1: Yeah, this, that's that's so true, actually.
0: So many of your elves just, like, tap for mana, which is not going to hurt you in any way. Like, you're able to ramp uh, without really relying on tribal synergies, and just green ramp and card draw is a pretty good place to start, and your commander just sort of, like, acts as a catalyst to take it to the next level.
1: Yeah, so what... What does like a typical game look like with this? Like how soon are you gonna be casting like a finale of devastation or like a, a crater hoof typically?
0: All right, so assuming that Marwin isn't killed, let's say I cast Marwin on turn three. Uh the following turn, I'm probably casting like three more elves, maybe four more elves. Okay, and okay. then so like turn five, I'm ready to start killing people, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is great. That's like honestly great to hear. Um, elves is like a really popular archetype, so it's interesting that it has the gas to be that efficient here too. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is like assuming that th- this probably goldfish is a little faster than that even because if you can just like turn one or elves mm-hmm. or something like that, you're you're gonna get moving pretty fast. It seems like
0: yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and also just like the fact that Marwin is a large body, the fact that Marwin grows really quickly is itself really relevant because it makes things like return of the wild speaker. Um,
1: oh, a lot better. Yeah.
0: It doesn't even have to be an overrun. Like you can just draw six or seven cards off your Marwin and then you'll have enough mana to cast them all.
1: Yeah. That's really great synergy mm-hmm. actually. Doesn't matter what you're winning with. Have you found that you win more games with like finale of devastation over, crater hoof or are you just finaleing for the crater hoof a lot of the time
0: i'm usually uh finaleing for the crater hoof um this deck is also running fierce empath like crater hoof is really the primary win con mm-hmm. which oh,
1: an allosaurus rider honestly seems not bad when like so many elves like put counters on it like a marwin with like four or five counters on it that's now a nine nine and all your guys being five fives like that seems pretty good <laughs>
0: yeah definitely
1: So it seems like there's a lot of ways to win here. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a strong list. Uh, And again, like the fact that all your cards are individually good, that they individually advance your game plan, you don't feel like my cards are bad unless my commander is on the battlefield. It's really just um, she takes you to the next level.
1: Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk about this last? We got number one right here.
0: Number one, and this should not be a surprise. Uh, It is Krenko Mob Boss.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, Cranko, He's just so good everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's so good in every... <laughs> well, no. Well, he's so good in Commander. He's so good in Brawl. It's amazing. It's incredible.
0: So, Cranko is 2 red red for a 3-3 three, three Goblin Warrior. It taps to create X-1-1 one, one red Goblin creature tokens where X is the number of Goblins you control. And there are a lot of strong Goblin tribal effects in these colors. Um, I've actually had several games where I didn't even need to cast Cranko just because I was able to curve out so perfectly with my goblins. You have access to things like Skirk Prospector. You have access to Goblin Warchief, Goblin Chieftain. Yeah, Goblin Chieftain. Uh, just so many ways to pump your guys, go wide, give everything haste. You can really catch your opponents with their pants down. And, of course, like if you have any of those haste graners, when Cranko comes down, it's just a massacre.
1: Yeah. Um can you combo with this list? There is a conspicuous snoop. Uh is there could you just randomly combo with this or is is that not something that you found able to do?
0: Unfortunately, you cannot combo with this at this time. There mm. there's pieces.
1: Um Yeah, cause Skirt Prospector is in the format and it is in this list, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh you need if, if like Kiki Jiki were to
1: show his face
0: yeah then we'd really have some gas but um not quite at this time at At the time at this time it's just like pure combo and honestly that's enough or it's pure aggro and that's enough to get the job done
1: mm-hmm. no i love that i might harp on Cranko sometimes because he's like so good he's like too good but i i love him mm-hmm. <laughs> i love him so much and um i think this the fact that he's in historic brawl is kind of a good place it's like you get kind of that like that adrenaline rush that Krenko just get that exponential tokens gives you, mm-hmm. uh, without really having to feel like you ruined everyone's night of magic. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I I'm super excited to see him in this list and there are so many goblins. There's so many goblins in historic brawl. I know it's crazy. And they, they really hit on a lot of the key pieces. Too. Like even Jen Palm incinerator is in historic brawl now and that's great so gen palm incinerator is uh, it's a three mana two one goblin but you never really cast it you just it has cycling one and a red when you cycle it you can deal x damage to a creature where x is the number of goblins you have so it's a kill spell that draws you a card that's great like this is is amazing
0: yeah there's there's some really good goblins out there goblin ruin blaster like disrupt your opponent's curve uh while you're getting in there um some some good disruptive stuff, some great sack outlets too, available mm-hmm. in this format. Like Dark Dweller Oracle, you can trade your tokens into real cards. Weaponize the monsters. I, I've been surprised at like how many games Weaponize the Monsters has been able to close out for me.
1: That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Just like uh, you know, at some point your opponent's gonna stabilize and or like cast a wrath and like okay, weaponize the monsters. Uh, a six at your face. Yeah, Here, they're yeah. they're already gone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, I think this has been like a cool look at Historic Brawl. Historic Brawl recently got really cool with the advent of like, not just like the historic bundles, but the um, Jumpstart,
0: cat Remastered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really uh, found its legs recently. And I can't wait for Wizards to start more aggressively supporting the format and just allowing people to, to join queues the way they could for anything else.
1: And I, I think they're starting to, honestly. I think like the future of Historic Brawl is good because people have been telling them, like, hey, why are you not supporting this? Mm-hmm. So I am I look forward to that, too.
0: Well, uh, all of these lists are going to be posted in the episode description. Please check them out. If you're interested in Historic Brawl, uh, feel free to add me on Arena, and I'm down to jam games anytime and, and cannot wait for this format to get a bit more support, I think it's time.
1: Yeah, it is definitely time. So uh, send us your thoughts if you like uh, and or want more Brawl content, especially Historic Brawl. Uh, give us a shout-out, tell us what you're playing, and uh, we're going to try to keep updating with kind of little bonus episodes like this. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and let us know if there are other cool tribal decks that you've been able to make work in Historic uh, I'm always curious to see what you folks have proved up. So thank you for listening. Uh, I want to give a brief shout-out to our thank- our to our Patreon patrons. They are Bradley, Gustav, Ryan, Mark, Addison, Mason, Rick, Laser, Raphael, Kyle, Charlotte, Andrew, Tom, the Whiteclays, Aubrey, Hannah, Anthony, Andy, Dylan, James, Justin, Logan, Roger, David, Evan, Bryce, Dylan, Benjamin, Jason, Kyle, Jerry, Brandon, Amon, Kyle, Kaidel, and Jeremy. Thank you all for supporting the show. And uh, it's because of your support that we're able to put out bonus episodes explore different formats and we hope you enjoy it
1: hello everyone this is zach i'm popping in just to say that i hope you enjoyed the bonus episode this is just the bonus episode we are going to release the uh second part of the zendikar set review on thursday so that's it i hope you all enjoyed this let us know what you think and uh yeah have a good time bye
0: if any of you theorists want to get in touch with us i am at commander theory on twitter and tumblr and Zach is at FatBartleby on Twitter. Our theme song is Lincoln Continental by Entropy. And you can check them out on SoundCloud. Until next time, we're going back to the drawing board.